Hello and welcome to the World of Mouth podcast, where we share the stories of the world's best chefs and their favorite destinations to travel and eat. My name is Kenneth Nars and I'm the creative director of World of Mouth, a platform that connects over 600 restaurant experts who share their favorite restaurants from the best place to grab a slice of pizza or a hamburger to the latest must-visit new fine dining restaurant opening. Today we're meeting chef Jorge Vallejo of restaurant Quintonil in Mexico City. After studying culinary arts in Mexico, Vallejo worked in restaurants like Noma, Pujol, and Diana at the St. Regis Hotel in Mexico City. Vallejo opened Quintonil in 2012 with his wife Alejandra Flores, and in 10 years, the couple has created a modern restaurant classic that focuses on fresh local ingredients and traditional Mexican flavors. We asked Jorge Vallejo to tell him a bit about himself and his journey that's made him one of the most famous Mexican chefs globally. At the end of our talk, he'll reveal his favorite restaurant recommendations in Mexico and the rest of the world. You'll also find these places in our podcast notes. Jorge Vallejo, uh, could you please tell me yourself, who is Jorge Vallejo? Well, thank you very much for the invitation, Kenneth. And yes, my name is Jorge Vallejo. I'm from Mexico City. I have a restaurant called Quintonil, and uh, I'm a chef. And uh, tell me a bit about your background. Uh, how did it all start? When did you get into cooking? And so, was that a big decision for you at an early age, or did it come later? No, I, that's actually in a in a very short uh, age. I, uh, uh, to be honest, I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was a kid, but. Uh, never made my dream come true I started to cook when I was uh, like around 15 years old uh, because I quit uh, the high school so afterwards I decided that it it was the place I was uh, you know like feeling me comfortable with with challenges and actually also started because of one of my uh, aunts my, my sister of my mother She's also a chef, so I was, you know, looking at her, like, having the type of life she she had, uh, all the stories she told us when I was a kid. So, well, I took the decisions to start to work in a kitchen, and since then I, I never stopped. So already, like, 23 years, 24 now, cooking. Yeah. And this was in Mexico City? At Mexico City, yes. have in your family did you have some other like uh, gastronomic uh, focus or was food important like in most uh, Mexican families or what what was the, the well role? yes I think in my country a big important part of our lives especially family family life we uh, we have a uh, strong connections with food uh, I think also happens with uh, most of the chefs I, I know that the connection they have with the with the uh, grandmother and the cooking in home and so on. So it happened a little bit the same to me. Uh, always been like uh, in the in the kitchen for, for some reason. Uh, ended up like uh, helping in the, ki- in the kitchen with my family and uh, also loving food. I think it's also very important as a chef, as a cook, that when you when you are doing something you really you really love you have to 
uh, especially in cooking, you have to have this taste, this palate in order to, to enjoy it and do it in every day. Tell me a bit the history of Quintanil. It's uh, a restaurant that you founded yourself. Uh, can you tell me the steps to that restaurant? Your background, you worked in quite a few uh, well, very well-known restaurants. Uh, tell me about that. those first steps in your career. Yeah, well, um, I s- um, ended up working at some point in my life after I, well, I, do, I did uh, the, the culinary school. Ended up uh, finishing my high school and then starting in a in a culinary school, and then um, when uh, when I ended up uh, working in a cruise ship, finished my contract, one of my contracts, and started to work at Puyol in Mexico City as well. Uh, when I came back to my house after a few years being outside, uh, didn't know much about what ha- what was happening at that time in the culinary scene in my city, so. Uh, I don't remember if my father or my mother gave me some uh, some uh, magazines, and I saw on the on the on the first page uh, uh, that it was Puyol and uh, and Enrique. So I decided to to go to check it out. I uh, asked for a job, and the girl who interviewed me at that time was my actual wife. So uh, yeah, after two weeks, we started to date. I spent uh, four years working at Puyol. And uh, in the meantime, we got married. So uh, uh, we, like, organically took the decisions to to finish our cycle in, in Puyol and started to look and find to our 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 own project. She's she's uh, she was at that time the director of operations of the group of Enrique. So uh, she's very strong and very uh, uh, precise in all the managing uh, issues in a restaurant and. Uh, I'm a, I am the cook, so it was like the perfect recipe to to have a, a our own restaurant. Uh, the culinary scene. Then uh, you said you you worked for Enrique Olvera. Um, what what role did he was he a central figure already at that point in Mexico City, or what was his uh, position? I don't know if the central, but very important. There is also a few other uh, um, like great chefs and, and projects that at that time started to give. The foundations of what we know about now, like a fine dining Mexican culinary scene, especially in Mexico City, of course, Enrique was uh, such an important uh, uh, piece on the puzzle. But also, I believe there is also a few other chefs that uh, make it happen, even before Enrique, like uh, Patricia Quintana, Monica Patino. These were like the ones that started, like really started the movement of the fine dining uh, uh, Mexican cuisine uh, before before them and Enrique of course it was only like in any country I believe like uh, international restaurants they call it at that time that you could find like a little bit of everything uh, like a mix of uh, different cuisines in one in one place or heavily based uh, French or Italian or Spanish at that time Mexicans at that time uh, liked uh, to consume something that was come from abroad uh, because they, they they found or they thought they it was like the cool stuff at that time but when with these all new Mexican restaurants coming up started to feel proud about ourselves as Mexicans with the, with the gastronomy because it was difficult to, to find uh, 
great uh, Mexican food, we thought, outside houses. I think that at that time, the best Mexican uh, recipes, it was in your family, as, as I started to tell you with the grandmother recipes. Nobody could, could beat your grandma's mole, or if you go to the countryside or, or very traditional restaurants, that was the place to, to eat it. But elevated, not elevated, but to put it in a different context, the Mexican gastronomy wasn't uh, the most often thing to see. Yeah. But they started. Mm. Yeah. So when you started planning and, and opened Quintonil, what was your initial plan? What did you want to achieve uh, in that restaurant? What, what was the style and type of cooking? Well, the type of cooking was uh, surely Mexican. Uh, we, we started with a very small uh, budget because it was our saves from, from basically our whole life. Also with uh, uh, Alice's father uh, borrowed us uh, some money. So first of all was to survive, no? to, to make our project uh, long, uh, last longing. And uh, we started with what we call at that time, um, we had in Mexico City um, um, special, not a special, but like a type of uh, restaurants called Fonda, which is uh, the type of restaurants that the Mexican people that cannot go every day to, to eat at, the, at houses, they eat there. It's like little restaurants with a with a everyday changing menu, like an eatery, like an eatery, yeah. yeah. And and that uh, menu it's called uh, uh, comida corrida. If you translate to English, will be a running uh, meal because it's like a you go you eat very fast a meal with an entree, main course, and a dessert, and then you can go to to work back. And uh, we started to, to give uh, a new perspective of, of this uh, concept and started to, to become very popular. We keep evolving. I mean, at the end, we, we loved uh, and we learned from Puyol. I think what that was, that's why I consider Enrique one of my, my mentors and, and good friend, because uh, I found in, in Puyol uh, the, the love to detail and perfection and how to in a way uh, yeah put put uh, the Mexican gastronomy in a different level so uh, I started my own path for sure because I also wanted to be different no we we share the love for Mexican food of our novel culture but also I wanted to, to to do it in a different way so I started to find myself through the years uh, with my own uh, like taste and point of view and uh, after 11 years here we are <laughs> in Valencia <laughs> After opening which uh, it's been more than 10 years now yes, yes 11 yeah 11 yeah a few months ago which tell me the the big steps in the evolution of, of your restaurant which I mean when you look back now 11 years what's uh, what so far what has been the the major like uh, milestones well I think first of all you know to get able to work with your with your wife it's of course a privilege but also challenging because you have to manage the family and like environment you have to save that very very special 
I found also there is a lot of great projects that shares like ours uh, this uh, couple like uh, kind of entrepreneur and en entrepreneurship uh, so for instance you can see Andreas Caminada and Sarah you can see uh, Birgit and uh, Heinz so we share like uh, this type of uh, of um, uh, family business uh, uh, issue which is something good in a way because you have on your side somebody that will tell you everything like from heart without any you know like uh, yeah, honestly uh, honestly so I think one this is one of the the milestones not to have in your side somebody that it's very very connected and uh, of course it's challenging but, but it's also something that gives you uh, more uh, a better foundations uh, in the other hand I think also no as I'm saying to be uh, like uh, honest with ourselves about what we wanted to do we started very as I tell you in a very humble way because we didn't have a, a, a big budget you know sometimes you need uh, big budgets to to maintain this type of restaurants because it's a lot of uh, things you have to to put it together to to have it not like great techniques of course but these great techniques comes out from good people working together with you good instruments and um, the setup needs to be nice in order to the to to you know to complete all the checkpoints you have to to have um, I think 50 Vest was uh, something that gave us the, the 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 view internationally. So now we can we have uh, like attention from some other people and also gives you the opportunity to have in advance um, the uh, reservations. Makes you feel you know okay, people will come. I don't have to get uh, worry about that. Mm -hmm. So you can be focused on give them a good. Uh, a good uh, experience no and um, I think that's for me probably the the, the big uh, milestones that we have been through to be nowadays where we are yeah um, what about uh, for someone who hasn't been to Quintonil uh, which would be if you would have to name three of your signature dishes or favorite dishes that you would be known for what what uh, kind of dishes would they be if you mention a few I think we um, I, 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 I'm sure you know and some of the people that is listening to us they know about a little bit about Mexican gastronomy and um, for what some gastronomies or restaurants has started to become a, a, a trend in our culture and in our gastronomy we always wanted to put and elevate and shown to 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 the world how uh, lucky and proud Mexicans are to live and to have all all our diversity and our uh, culture cultural uh, gastronomy heritage. So first of all, we we are uh, our foundation is that that uh, that things so, and of course. Now the pe people goes very excited about eating. Uh, we have a, a beautiful course we call it the Entomophagy Festival, which is the act of eating insects, because I think it's something that people have in one ha in one hand like a like a taboo or it has been mythicized. Yeah. 
but for us in Mexico it's part of our culture you can find it in the traditional markets and so on so I, I found the a way to to present them in a very easy way but also creative I believe because we do different preparations instead of just putting in, a, in, in as a topping in a tortilla and eat it like that sometimes for, for many people it's kind of weird and strong to eat it in that way but I wanted to to elevate or to show these uh, ingredients by flavor and by taste which is for me the most important things I mean we all know all the benefits that has to eat this kind of produce because it's full of protein 60% of the weight it's pure protein and you can we can keep talking about the benefits of eating insect no from sustainability the social the social impact that has by helping the communities in um, in eating it and uh, helping them to have a have a a business out of it but in my perspective also i think the taste is the most important thing and that's my that's my goal as a cook to to cook delicious food so we found different ways to to present them and it's fun and it's um, i think people can learn the difference between f uh, uh, some different ingredients that we have and it's something that i am uh, i'm always happy to we change it over the over the season because the the the, the insects also change over the seasons but um, I think it's fun, people love it. Also, in, in the other hand, we have a few uh, vegetables and stuff that grows in my country that you cannot find anywhere else. So we try to represent in the best way possible that. And also, I think that we put in the, we try you know, to put in the same level, not only for the, for the, um, for the price tag that people put because it's a speciality or, difficult to find uh, the Mexican gastronomy it's heavily based in humble ingredients so we try to 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 serve it and put it in the same same level as a scoop of caviar or uh, stuff like that no so uh, we use cactus we use traditional Mexican herbs we use all these ingredients that usually commonly are very very cheap very ordinary if you if you think about it but on the other hand, something new for many people. And it's the foundation of Mexican gastronomy, so that's what we do. In the next part of the podcast, we'll hear Jorge Vallejo's favorite restaurant recommendations in Mexico and the rest of the world. As this is the World of Mouth uh, podcast, uh, please tell me your hometown. Uh, Mexico City has a overwhelming offering of, of food in different categories and types. Uh, could you mention a few favorites, uh, uh, regardless of category, that you would uh, recommend for people to, to go to in Mexico City? Yeah, absolutely. I think my personal favorite, and it's also my great, great friend, we used to work together back in the day, it's Maximo Bistro. I love that place. It's I always feel home for me. A very important uh, matter when when I go out dining, it's uh, to feel comfortable in the place, no. So I, I believe Maximo it's uh, a great representation of what delicious food it is. Also, they make you feel in home. Not only me, but to many people. And it's like Mexican, pure Mexican. It's it's. I won't say it's pure Mexican, but it's also. In his, in his own point of view, he was 
trained in the in the U.S. He trained with with um, um, Atle Bernardin, so he has a very uh, French-based uh, techniques. Mm. But they 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 cook with the best ingredients, the best Mexican ingredients as well. We we share actually a lot of producers and people. Uh, we connect together, and I, it's my favorite restaurant in Mexico City. Also. Uh, well, there's a lot of taquerias that I can name, like for instance, Expendio de Maíz. It's a it's a lo- it's a very traditional local place called Expendio uh, de Maíz. With all all the all the all the offerings, it's made by corn. So amazing place, I love it. And what do you eat? That you eat? The, is it that? Uh, tacos it's, it's it's from it's like there is a little bit like this misunderstanding that everything that talk uh, when you talk about corn people think about straight to tacos. Yeah, there's tamales and all the. But other there things. is a lot of things that are based in in the in the corn. As I was saying, you have tamales, you can have sopes, many different preparations like soups or stews that comes with. So they try to represent this ingredient as the spinal cord of their cuisine. And I think it's an amazing place because you really feel you are... They cook like in the countryside, like I won't say rough because it's very sophisticated, the flavors they can do. But uh, yeah, very like uh, organically driven, uh, not too much uh, technique, but pure, pure flavor. I really love it. Um, I like Rosetta a lot. I think she's, uh, she's done an amazing job by, you know, this... Um, so delicate and yeah like feminine way of, of doing gastronomy it's that very is, uh, very nice yeah, yeah. yeah elena regalas i yeah. think she's she's been doing a, a, a terrific uh, job another place i really um, i really enjoy is called uh, galanga it's a it's a thai place and it has a, a beautiful story because this was from a from a a guy that used to work with me back in the day he was uh, the 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 general manager of a restaurant i used to work and uh, she got married with he got married i'm sorry with a with a thai girl and she started uh, because she was a, a professional masseuse so she came every week to my house to give to me and my wife massage but she ended up to being a, a fantastic cook and now she's like the queen of the Asian culinary scene in Mexico City, she's she has a Thai uh, uh, and a Singaporean restaurant. Unbelievable! Like you can really feel because it's full of Thais inside the kitchen, so you can really feel the Thai flavor. Uh, I think honestly, that's the that's the that's the places I I go. That's my personal favorites. I mean, there is a a lot of great restaurants, but talking about honestly and the 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 the, the places I frequently go will be that ones. And uh, mention one taqueria, like super simple, like street place or so. Any 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 such place you would? would yeah, well, there is few. I love. Uh, um, what can I say? Well, there, there is welcome siembra, uh, which is like four blocks away from a restaurant. It's a it's a lovely couple. Used to work in a fine dining scene before, so they do beautiful guisados and they grind their their own masa by themselves every day. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, 
taquería. There is also one late night taco called Los Cocuyos, which is in the city center. It's, it's, it's truly, truly amazing. It's basically a hole in the wall and you go stand outside in the middle of the street at 2 a.m. in the morning but they have a, a tongue and they have brains and they have a, like an amazing awful uh, taco style and on Sundays I was uh, talking yesterday with, uh, uh, with Rodolfo Guzman because he came to visit us last year and I took, I took him to this uh, in Mexico we have what we call tianguis, which is basically like a... It looks like a farmer's market, but it also goes like every day to different locations. It's like a, they put it in the street. And uh, on Sundays there is uh, this place that goes in my... When, when, where I used to live in when, when I was a kid in my neighborhood. And there is a special type of uh, taco called uh, flauta or... Uh, taco dorado which means like crispy taco so it's filled with with uh, barbacoa we call it it's like a like a underground cooked uh, goat I'm mouth watering and uh, you put some some cream on top and some guacamole and that's my favorite taco in the world oh. so I took uh, Rodolfo he was like where, where you eat when you when you was a, a kid I took him. This is my very special place. Don't tell anybody. Please don't tell anybody. <laughs> but it's in the it's in a it's in the neighborhood called uh, La Napoles, and uh, it's the best taco of the world for okay. me. And is that a deep fried taco? Why is it? It's a, it's a deep fried taco. Yeah. Filled with the with the with the goat. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you 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 sit in the middle of the street. It's unbelievable. Then if we move uh, onwards out in the world, you travel quite a bit, different places every now and then. Uh, could you name a few favorites out, out in the world, uh, outside of Mexico? Yeah, I, I, if I think like, like names and restaurants that come straight to my mind, I love uh, Atomics. In New York? In New York. Yeah. Uh, also another power couple but I think they, they're doing amazing amazing stuff they're being so so uh, so you know very very brave to go outside Korea and start to do like a little empire in, in, in New York it's very very difficult what they have achieved and, and, and flavors and service everything is perfect in that restaurant I, I really believe they are one of a kind um, I, it's impossible for me to to pronounce, but I love uh, Schloss Schauenstein. Very good. Yeah, <laughs> right pronunciation. Uh, in Switzerland. In Switzerland. That's Andreas Caminada. Andreas Caminada. Uh, I love. Uh, it's like the quintessential uh, flavor of the greatest produce in Switzerland. No, for me, it's very. It's like super pure, super elegant, uh, everything looks amazing, everything tastes, everything tastes, like for me it's the most important, the, the, the foundation of creativity needs to be through, through, through flavor, and also how you feel about these flavors and how you feel after you eat that, that meal, for me all the flavors are super like 
sharp, con uh, like I would say, like uh, amazing. Everything tastes, no, no, no hiding everything, the best expression of every single ingredient you can find in there. Uh, I, li I really like Odette. I think he's a, an amazing cook. And that is Singapore. In Singapore. Yeah. Uh, what could you describe? What what kind of what do you like him? Well, one? he's French, no. He cannot be more French than he is. But uh, also very. I have two French personal favorites. One is that one, uh, which is like as I'm saying, very. I think he's just like me. He's like a, he loves telling his story, who he is, by food. He's he's uh, inspired by his grand uh, grandmother. Odette is the name of the grandmother, and uh, I love that type of uh, love to food. No, like by memories, by uh, remember remember to yourself every day who you are by the things you you do by cooking things you remember. Like as I'm saying, with I was telling you the little story about the taco that every time you you tell a story. You can you can see you can feel when he's uh, explaining you the the dish that he really is like completely in love with what he's doing and he's presenting. I think I found that very honestly, and uh, sometimes people don't cook what they feel, and I think he cooks what he feels. Also, table by Bruno Berju in Paris, yeah. unbelievable. I think he's he's a genius, no. I think it's it's no other word for me to describe Bruno. He's a truly genius. Also, a guy that knows for many many years. He it's 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 a weird story because he he just been cook for for ten years or so on and he's like sixty something. But uh, amazing cook, amazing guy. Such a such an inspiration for me. And uh, if I go to the other part of the world, also. I think Japan it's it, it's uh, a different story. You can you can find in Japan and put it in a in a different basket because they 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 are simply like you cannot find that anywhere else. So my favorite sushi it's a uh, sugita. It's a uh, in Tokyo. In Tokyo. It's a uh, an amazing guy. Super difficult to get the spot, but if you if you can do it it's like a, for me and for many others the best the best sushi in Tokyo this time it's the hottest uh, seat uh, Narisawa for me is uh, unbelievable and, uh, and what 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 do you love about Narisawa Narisawa is a um, it's a guy that like Bruno you know, have, have all this knowledge all this uh, he's a purist I believe he really is a uh, purist like uh, all the flavors are simply amazing. I mean, I, I I cannot tell you I know or I I'm an expert in Japanese cuisine because it's so difficult. No, from the techniques to the meaning of every single step in a meal in Japan, it's because of it has a purpose. No, so they do everything as a as a ritual. For me, that's very inspirational, and I think Narisawa do it, do do this perfectly. And uh, and I all also went. I haven't been back, but I I really love that experience in a in an old kaiseki in Kyoto called um, Kyotei. 
it's a 400 year old restaurant generation by generation I think that it's also something that I really love uh, and admire about uh, Japanese culture that they can trans transfer this knowledge in a generation by generation by generation and they keep doing it like a very similar in a way I mean of course they modernize if you can say um, the techniques or whatever but they are very truly into the traditions also for me as Mexican and try to represent my traditions in the best way possible to see them doing the, the way they do after 400 years it's so inspirational and Kyoto uh, could you tell me a few words about that that's in Kyoto it's in Kyoto yeah, yeah. and what is it and what what type of restaurant it's also a kaiseki yeah they uh but you go it's it's in it's in a it in an old house you sit in the floor they they do also the tea um and uh, the, the tea ceremony uh, you eat uh, the best the best produce of the season like uh, also in steps very very nice uh, it was like a yeah, like overwhelming too much information but also delicious and very inspiration to round this off uh, I would ask one last question uh, when you come back to to Mexico City uh, if you and your wife could pack your bags and uh, leave anywhere in the world to eat a dinner at any restaurant uh, in the world which restaurant would that be oh man that's a that's a good one I believe I don't know the restaurant but I will say India I think that's that's the for me the the place to discover especially if you go to the vegetarian uh, state I, 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 I don't know what's the name but uh, I love Indian food I, I found it very deep also very root culture uh, fascinating the people the the country the ingredients the techniques we've been before we've been in uh, in Bombay we've been in in, in Calcutta we've been in um, in uh, in the northern part uh, close to Pakistan very very weird uh, space in uh, in Kashmir but amazing food but now I want to go to and experience the the the, the vegetarian food because it's something that is getting more popular and popular and they master these techniques and uh, and this uh, uh, for me it's like revolutionary you know what they what they do as a as a as a as a, as a culture a social issue is very very interesting for me I won't say a, a specific restaurant but get to know in the in the street in the markets how they eat what they do it would be fascinating for me Okay, so off to India next time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Jorge Vallejo, uh, thank you so much for this. Uh, really enjoyed to talk with you and good luck with your restaurant and all the other projects. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the World of Mouth podcast with Jorge Vallejo in Mexico City. Find all of the recommendations mentioned in this episode and more on the World of Mouth app 
available in your app store or visit our website at worldofmouth.app. You'll also find these places in our podcast notes. I'm Kenneth Nars. Until next week, when we meet Portuguese chef Nuno Mendes in London.